You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to invent help. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. For the weekend of Friday, October 30th, 2020, during our 25th year, happy Halloween weekend. And from the Dexcom G6 studios, always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit Dexcom.com. I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And happy birthday to Erasmo, celebrating his birthday this weekend. It's actually... Uh, a couple of days from now, but we get the idea. We always like to include the team when we know. So between Erasmo in South Beach, Horatio in New York, Kim in Coconut Creek, Danny in Pembroke Pines, and Beth in Naples, and Chris and I here in our Miami studios, we're gathered round to answer your consumer tech questions and solve, hopefully, those digital dilemmas. Yes? Yes. Some tech news and commentary, and then we'll get into your calls, several of which, like Cassandra in Greenville, Tennessee, standing by. And we love it because she uses the Into Tomorrow app to participate. You know, you can do the same thing. Search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow, and you'll see something like produced by Graveline Electronics or something. You know, it's us. And download it. Takes up very little space on your phone or your tablet. And participate that way. There's a button there that says Message the Studio, and it's really very, very easy. And you can participate that way. It's great. We appreciate that. Or you can call the 800 number, which is toll-free from anywhere in North America, and participate anytime, 24-7. That number is? 800-899-INTO, which translates to 800-899-4686. That it does. Last week, we talked about how the short-form video startup Quibi is now a short-lived platform since they're pulling the plug. The streaming video app founded by Hollywood mogul Jeffrey Katzenberg and former HP chief executive Meg Whitman is shutting down after a brief, very disappointing run during which it just couldn't manage to get a true foothold on the cutthroat media landscape. Quibi said they expect to shut down now, quote-unquote, on or about December 1st. Last week when we talked about it, they didn't know when they were shutting down. It might have been within minutes. But now they're saying around December 1st, the streaming service, which served up shows in five to ten minute chapters, 
formatted to fit a smartphone screen, has been plagued with problems since its April debut, facing lower-than-expected viewership and a lawsuit from a well-capitalized foe. The company stated that, quote, we feel that we've exhausted all our options. As a result, we have reluctantly come to the difficult decision to wind down the business, return cash to our shareholders, good luck with that, and say goodbye to our colleagues with grace. Too late. One report said that they lost 90% of their subscribers within the first three months. So if you were a Quibi subscriber and among those that said, not even worth it, Quibi initially raised nearly $2 billion from heavyweight investors, including NBC Universal, that's the Concast people, and Viacom CBS, but only amassed an estimated 500,000 subscribers. Wow. And all that time, they just couldn't get it off the ground. I don't know of anybody that has ever subscribed to Quibi and stayed on it. And I feel really stupid, especially being in the tech journalism field, because I just recently realized or found out that uh, Quibi, I I just thought was like a stupid, goofy word, was short for quick bites. We talked about that (laughs) when they first launched. Because that yeah. was the whole idea, these, these five to ten minute vignettes, or they called them chapters, of various shows. So it was a very Qu- quick bite. For it was, yeah. <laughs> and now they have bit it. More like an appetizer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, if you ever wanted to experience it, if you can do it for free, now's the time. But don't get hooked on it because it's going away. But it's funny because uh, just you know, yesterday as we're recording this, I was at their website and they're still listing you know prices starting at four ninety nine a month. I'm thinking, when are you going to change yeah. your site? You've already announced that you're shutting down. Why are you still promoting on your site that you can sign up now for four ninety nine a month? Because there are some people that are ignorant. They don't listen to Into Tomorrow, for example. See, only smart people listen to our show. Those are just people that just don't like their money and they want to get rid of it. Well, that could be. (laughs) Might even be a couple listening to our show that don't like their money. In which case, send it to me. That's M-E in care of this radio station. But don't subscribe to Quibi unless you can do it for free because you'll only have it for a month. Or, hey, you know, for five bucks, give it a shot. Watch all that they've got and then don't long for more because their quick bites have bit the dust. Yeah. Scammers apparently are getting serious about texting. According to a report from cybersecurity from Digital Shadows, over the past few months, cyber criminals have launched a large-scale campaign that they're referring to as smishing, SMS-based phishing. Oh, geez. Really? <laughs> yeah. They're desperate. Uh-huh. In the samples, the scammers masqueraded as major brands, including Amazon, USPS, FedEx, Cash App, Netflix, as well as adult entertainment services, unnamed delivery services, and payment card or financial services. The most popular scam has been an SMS message claiming that the victim has an urgent notification about a USPS package. Now, like all scams, the bad guys are after personally identifiable information, including full name, email address, physical address, and payment card details. As I've said forever, if in doubt, delete it out. Yeah, and don't, don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't click on a link that you get in an unsolicited text message and then give all your personal information to somebody. Exactly. Don't ignore your safety and your privacy. Just don't do it. Yeah. If you get a if you get a, a text from somebody claiming to be FedEx, instead of giving clicking on that and giving them your personal information, call FedEx. Yeah. Or go to their website directly. Yeah. Don't click a link. Go there directly. In this case, your example, FedEx.com, not whatever convoluted thing they have built into a website. It's that's the only way to deal with it. But yeah, calling them and they can cross reference your address and so forth and say we don't have a package en route to you that that we have in our system at least. Okay, so you know it was just somebody scamming you. In which case, delete it and move on. Yeah, well, I got an email the other day claiming that I was that there was a problem with my Spotify tra- uh, 
account and I had to log in and fix it. Mm-hmm. First of all, my, the first red flag is I don't have Spotify. Yeah. Um, and then I moused over on my computer the link that they they said I had to click on. And it was going. It was taking me to a, a docs.google.com address. So it was going to oh. take me to a Google Doc, which undoubtedly was going to ask for all of my login information, oh, credit card numbers, and everything. <sighs> And unfortunately, there are still, in spite of our best efforts for many years and others, many gullible people that will do it anyway. And that's why, again, our audience is smarter than that. And we remind them to remind their family and friends not to do that. I had a a scam call this morning before we came into the studio that that was uh, talking about my uh, Apple TV account. Do not hang up. This is urgent. Really? I don't have an Apple TV account. And I wished it was a live person so I could have just give them a piece of my mind. But no, it's robotic, so... You can scream at a ro- robot call, too, if it'll help, but well, it won't I, do you any good for I've, them. I've been replying with nasty replies to all these automated text messages I get for advertising and political ads, knowing that you know 99% of them aren't going to a person and nobody will ever see it. But it makes me feel better. Yeah. Usually <laughs> when I get a scam call from a live person, I'll listen for a second or two, and then I'll say, remove me from your list and get a real job. Stop ripping people off, and they usually hang up by then. But if not, then I'll just continue with that sort of thing. You know, if you had any compassion, <laughs> you would not be doing this job. Yeah, I used to think that people in the bill collection field were like, you know, the, the low men and women in the, in the world until yeah. these texters started. We had a saying in the police academy, uh, lower than whale poop, although we didn't use the word poop. Uh-huh. But you kind of get the idea, you know, because that's got to be the lowest thing on the planet would be whale poop in the deepest oceans. And they're below that. Yeah, but these people that send unsolicited text messages, they, they really make me feel much better about car salesmen. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know that I'd go that far. But, all right. I mean, I like dealing with car salesmen, which is why most of my friends take me car shopping when it's time for them to get another car, because I just have a blast with them. I've never known you to back down from a negotiation. Never. <laughs> no matter whom it is, car salesperson or otherwise. I, I enjoy the good fight. I know. I remember when I was a teenager, you took me to buy you know, a brand new Saturn. And that, that, that car company, their whole mantra was one price, no negotiation. They, no, they never negotiate. Well, except with you. <laughs> yeah. Somehow they negotiated with me. They never do that, though. And you didn't pay a dealer prep fee, and you didn't pay for undercoating, and you didn't, you didn't pay all the nonsense, you know, and, oh, and, the, and you got floor mats, you know, whatever. I mean, I'll just make sure and take care of you. And now if you're looking for some unique tech presenting election results, because that's coming up very, very soon, obviously, a couple of days based on when you're hearing this, Fox News will unveil brand new election technology across its linear and digital platforms during the 2020 presidential race coverage on election night, November 3rd. Fox says they will leverage tech from Fortnite creator Epic Games, which I think is fascinating, to produce real-time visual effects, including a 3D virtual White House on the set, with similar interactive graphics elements planned to highlight the balance of power and net gains by both parties. The studio's video chandelier, which if you've ever watched Fox News, you know, they've got this huge video chandelier that's always rolling and moving with various and sundry pieces of video. 
uh, which features 528 square feet of high-resolution graphics around its 14-foot diameter, will work in tandem with the space's video floor to display digital effects showcasing election information and graphics. I just think the coolest part is that they're working with Fortnite creator Epic Games to put the election results on election night on November 3rd. Pretty cool. Yeah, and these networks, they seem to always debut some kind of new technology for the elections. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a major, obviously, a techno production geek because I'll, I'll watch all these news stations on election night, not so much to follow the election, to follow the results. I want to see the cool effects they're doing sure. and the cool technology they're putting And are they doing something different, unique? You know, it's like when they'll introduce new techniques during Super Bowl or something. Not that anybody ever watches that stuff. But, but that's when you want to see, oh, that's different. Or those angles are different, or whatever they're doing, and it's pretty cool. So in this case, election night, at least dial around, as most people do anyway, to see what coverage. you got to also get your local results as well. If you've got you know, commission seats or mayors and things of that nature, local Congress people and so forth, you want to get that. So you want to be making sure you bring up your local TV channels, certainly, as well, your local radio stations, certainly. But in this case, at least dial up Fox News once or twice to see what they're doing with the Fortnite creator for their special effects. It sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved the use of Gilead Sciences antiviral drug Remdesivir to treat coronavirus infections. Remdesivir was granted authorization for emergency use in COVID-19 patients back in May. Good to know that now they approved it. Since they gave it to me via IV in the hospital five days in a row, when it was just a hopeful drug. I remember the doctor saying that, too. We're giving you remdesivir. Great. Has it been proven to help? No. But we think it might. Yeah, and okay. They, and had they told you what it cost before they gave it to you, they would have had to also give you something for your heart. Oh, man. Well, they had me on hooked up for that anyway, and that was probably why. But uh, glad that it apparently helped me, too. But again, the doctors couldn't say for sure if it was remdesivir or the blood plasma transfusion or the ton of other stuff they were throwing at me for that month in the hospital with the Rona. But collectively, it did the job. Still trying to get rid of the leftover pneumonia. You might still hear those occasional pauses when I try to take another breath. It's not gone, but at least the last couple of tests show negative for the Rona. You know, I think that I still think that was, you know, a heck of a way to finally take a vacation from the show. And it was <laughs> far from a vacation. Trust me. Because the room I spent the most time in in that month in the hospital was just overlooking a roof of another medical building next to the hospital. So it wasn't even like, oh, look at that, palm trees and I'm out on the beach or something. No. It wasn't a vacation at all. But at least I'm out of there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's important. Cassandra in Greenville, Tennessee, listens online. And, yep, we love you for it. Calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. I'm going to start homeschooling my newly kindergarten next year. And I was wondering what laptop, just a basic, nothing expensive, is the best laptop to start out with a homeschooler. Well, Cassandra, what a good mom, no doubt. Uh, normally we would say it depends on the curriculum, but given that you're talking about kindergarten, just about anything should do in that sense. Uh, nothing a child that young will need can really tax any modern computer. We'd also look into a relatively inexpensive Chromebook while you're at it. 
their rugged model made specifically for young children, and their reasonably priced ones that turn into tablets that can stand on their own as well, those can all be quite helpful. Yeah, in fact, the Chromebook is what my son uses in school. We had to buy it from the school, but it's about a $300 Acer Chromebook, and it works very well for what he needs. And will you own it at the end of the school year? I think so. I think we have to pay a little more if we want to then keep it, but they got to make their money somehow, I guess. Exactly. (laughs) And it would hopefully be worth it at that point. Yeah. Now, and Cassandra, a tablet is another potentially good choice. Uh, There are also ruggedized tablets that can take some abuse from a young child without suffering any significant damage. At that age, they probably won't need the computer too much, so we'd go cheap. There are plenty of Chromebooks um, that start even around 200 bucks from just about every major brand you can think of, from Asus to Acer to Dell, and any of them will probably do the trick for a child that young. Yeah, and I wouldn't say go cheap. I would say go less expensive. Yeah. Because Chromebooks aren't cheap in that sense. You know, we talk about, eh, avoid the cheap stuff. At 200 bucks, you're going to get a very good Chromebook, especially for a kindergartner, that can easily be using it into first and second and maybe even third grade before you need to get a little more processing power and a little more oomph for homework or something like that at some point. So, Cassandra, let us know what you end up going with. It'll help other moms with similar situations, and hopefully it will help all the way into tomorrow. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. So I went to the um, ophthalmologist for my eye exam. I usually go yearly. He says, what are you doing? And I told him about balance of nature. He said, well, whatever you're doing, keep it up. My primary doctor, she couldn't get over how much better I was doing. She said she'd never seen anything like it. I hope this is really kicking off because it's, it's been a godsend, I'm telling you. I mean, I'm a pharmacist, and for two years, I haven't had a cold. Balance of nature has impacted my life in a positive way. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-246-8751. 1-800-246-8751. 1-800-246-8751. 1-800-246-8751. Doug Steffen here from the DJV program. The morning program used to be called the Good Day Show. I've been on the air for a long, long time. And over the years, I haven't come across anybody who was better at talking directly to you about what's going on in the world of technology than Dave Graveline. So my congratulations on 25 years on the air. You taught me a lot of great stuff there, pal, including how to like my iPhone. (laughs) All the questions that you might have... Dave's got the answer for, and he has for 25 years. He's very astute. He's charming. So a congratulatory note again from Doug Steffen to Dave Graveline for 25 years of Into Tomorrow. Well, thank you, Doug. You forgot handsome as well and and stuff like that. But you notice how he chuckled when he said, I taught him how to like his iPhone. Because he knows better that I'm not an iPhoney. But he had to chuckle. And, And he's right, though, about how we have loved taking care of folks and their tech questions for years. So welcome back into Tomorrow. I am Dave Graveline. 
I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys, streaming media and podcasting solutions for the smartest businesses on the Internet. Visit StreamGuys.com. And we do an occasional email. We would always much rather hear you, which is why we're always asking you to participate using the audio option on the free app or calling the 800 number. But Joseph, we don't know from where or how he listens. See, that's the other reason we prefer to hear you, because we prompt you to tell us those things. Sends the following email. We run an announcement scroll, keynote presentation, before and after our worship assembly. Trouble is, most people hang out in the lobby until church starts, so they don't get to watch it. We don't have a TV outlet in the foyer. I thought about a Wi-Fi-enabled digital picture frame. If I can find them big enough, like 15 or 20 inches, do they make them that big? How about a wireless monitor? Surely there is something that people use for digital signage. Working on a limited budget, also looking at a Mevo camera for live streaming our services. What do you suggest? Well, Joseph, if the problem is the lack of an outlet for a TV, the solution may be simpler somewhat. You can just buy a battery pack with 110-volt output. And plug your TV into it. Now, I don't know if you meant an electrical outlet or otherwise, but to give you an idea, for $100, you can buy an 89WH charger. Again, that's $440. You can move up to a Westinghouse 155WH charger. That means, of course, watts per hour, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, now, if we if you believe Google, a modern 32-inch TV pulls 18 watts per hour. Now, that means that a 155-watt-hour charger would get you eight hours of a 32-inch TV scroll. Which sounds like it'd be more than enough for yeah. the folks hanging around in the foyer before your services. Yeah. Now, if you don't like that option, you could buy a USB-powered portable monitor for around $100 to $150. It will run for a while if you connect it to a laptop showing the scrolling message. Or you could power it from a battery pack and plug a Chrome cast to show the scroll. Yep, and that that gets the signal there, which is in case that's what you're talking about, but you did mention outlet, so we were assuming no power available there. Let us know and if we can answer the question further, call in next time. That would be a great. 800-899 into intotomorrow.com. This is an important announcement for anyone who wants health insurance, even if you miss the deadline. That's right. Don't worry if you miss the deadline for open enrollment. Right now, you can get the health insurance you and your family need from top insurance providers, even if you have pre-existing conditions or no insurance at all. The Plus Benefits Health Insurance toll-free number has been extended to help anyone who wants health insurance coverage now or anyone who just needs a better plan or a lower price. Did you miss the penalty deadline, have a baby, get married, or get dropped from your plan? Don't worry. Plans are available now and in just minutes we will help you find the right plan that's best for you and your budget call plus benefits health insurance now at 800-332-1993 the call is 100 free and the help is real you can finally get health insurance that's right for you but hurry and get covered before it's too late call 800-332-1993 now to find the best plan at the lowest price call 800-332-1993 that's 800-332-1993 800-332-1993 
We're back bringing you further into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline in our 25th year covering the latest in consumer tech. Gadgets, gizmos, product services, all sorts of neat stuff available today and into tomorrow. We love it when you participate on the program, not just because we love to send you prizes, that's part of it, but you make the show. Hearing your questions, comments, concerns, help for other listeners, maybe your favorite app these days and why. Whatever the case, we love to hear from you. Even some tech rage makes for good radio. So feel free to share with us anything that you would like to share involving consumer tech. We'll help solve your digital dilemmas anytime. 800-899-INTO, 24-7, Or even better, snag that free updated new Into Tomorrow app from your favorite app store. And participate that way. Just hit the button that says Message the Studio, and you sound like you're right here in the studio with us, and we'll address your concern. Our next guest is a decades-long leader in PC news and help originally in print, now online. The features editor of PCMag.com is Eric Griffith. Eric, welcome into tomorrow once again. How are you? Very good, and thank you once again for having me. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to have you. You come up with always fascinating articles. No wonder you're the features editor, because you feature some unique things that we frequently want to talk about. In this case, your latest one is, is the fastest ISPs of 2020. And first question is, how do you come up with a PC Mag speed index for comparing Internet service providers to begin with? And then let's get into some of the detail. Well, we didn't want to have the same kind of uh, thing that everybody else uses where they just look at the download speed or they do something with the upload speed. We wanted to make one number that would kind of take both of those, mash them together, and hopefully give us a perfect number for comparison. So what we do is we take 80% of the download speed, 20% of the upload speed, uh, put them together in a spreadsheet, and we get this PC mag speed index that gives uh-huh. us a one one number to look at that gives so we can just organize it all and say top to bottom this one's the fastest this one not quite so fast and and what's interesting about that is since you only count the upload speeds as 20 percent, then maybe there's hope for satellite internet as well that is the hope but you know we don't tend to see the, the satellites show up much at all so far but maybe these new things that are coming from amazon and from uh, spacex maybe that'll change everything hopefully i I have high hopes for them oh yeah the world as do we i think that's going to be amazing and obviously with more and more folks working from home uh, whether it's schooling from home actually working from home whatever the case in the last three months internet speed and in a residential environment has become so much more critical than before it used to just be well we want to gobble up so many videos on netflix that we've got to have good speed well now it's every reason including that one still yeah, it's gone from uh, 8 o'clock at night being the high point of Netflix and YouTube downloads to suddenly, like, everybody at 1 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> doing a Zoom meeting is, is gobbling up all of the Internet speed in the neighborhood. And how has that affected uh, Internet service providers? Or has it? Is it just a matter of them being able to really keep up with the, the demand and so far so good, knock on wood? <laughs> I think it's so far so good, knock on wood, to a large extent, because a lot of these service providers have had... I think the capacity to handle this for a long time and just didn't really dole it out because they uh, are not exactly all altruistic companies, at least the big 
ones. They want to make a buck, and they want to uh, make a buck off of as many people as possible. And so they're not necessarily going to give out the fastest speed that they can without it making at least a big splash marketing-wise. But mm. with the uh, advent of the quarantine and COVID, a lot of these guys knew that also it was going to be good marketing to give out some extra speed or you know cut the prices or whatever they did to make things a little better for consumers. So uh, I don't think it was having a huge impact. If anything, it probably had a bigger impact on the wireless carriers, who a lot of people are using as their ISP anyway, because uh, the, those towers were getting hammered yeah. in areas that they weren't before. Very good points. And, and I'm guessing, especially at the very beginning of the pandemic and the so much more usage, we probably had a lot of ISPs around the world, certainly around the U.S., that were going, uh, fingers crossed, eyes crossed, please, 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 don't, don't fail us now. Yeah, right? yeah almost, almost certainly. They, they had to be just waiting for a big collapse. And, and I think we were all lucky that the uh, it doesn't seem to have happened as yet. Well, that's good. Well, and then there's T-Mobile, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, from, yeah that is a whole other <laughs> yeah, thing. from what happened there, uh, which, of course, then affected other carriers, which then people tried to say, no, no, it wasn't just them. It was everybody because, you know, nobody was working well. It was apparently other carriers, basically the only two other carriers, AT&T mm-hmm. and Verizon, that had trouble communicating with T-Mobile customers. So Yeah, and this is going to be a problem. I mean, as we get fewer and fewer carriers... If one of them has a problem, then nobody can talk to anybody. It's, yeah. uh, it's going to be an issue if they keep the consolidation going. Hopefully that won't happen. I mean, we're down to a triopoly now. Let's hope it doesn't yeah. become a duopoly or worse, a monopoly again, and we'll mm-hmm. see how that all goes. But now, as a regular contributor to our weekly tech newsletter, we always count on the fact that you and, and the folks at PC Mag have always got interesting stuff going on. So now your current feature article about the fastest ISP. So who is fastest, really, as an Internet service provider? Is there a number one in your list? Uh, you know, does it does it sort of come as, okay, number one, two, three, top ten? How did that all work? Well, we have actually two number ones, if you want to put it that way, because we wanted to make sure that the, the big ISPs who have the biggest reach, who have the most customers, uh, kind of get a little bit of focus because they're the most likely for somebody to turn to them. Um, and so the way we define major ISPs are the ones that have over a million customers and have a multi-state reach, you know, whether they're in three or four states at the most, you know, and some of them, like Comcast, or I think Comcast in 42 out of 50 states. Um, but it's, the, it's, the funny, it's funny you mentioned Comcast, because, of course, Chris is sharing with me a message from the control room that cord cutters like him are very dependent on solid Internet. And when, as we call it, Comcast goes out, as it did uh, again yesterday or this morning, whatever, for five, six hours, he's just dead in the water. And mm-hmm. and then he tries to use his T-Mobile uh, cell as a hotspot, and he's got one bar of service, if, only if he's in his bathroom in the shower, hanging the phone out the window. You know? yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. y- you become so dependent. And we've talked, of course, as you have as well, about cord cutters and, and the importance of, of being able to get rid of cable, if you can, altogether, uh, except for people like Chris and many others around the country that are so dependent on them as their only source of internet service that yeah. man what do you do when they go out as, yeah. as they do that's where we're going to hope the, the satellite stuff if it works out and is not uh, super expensive maybe that'll be a backup in the future but right now 
with the way the monopolies work in most localities for ISPs, there really isn't a, a backup. I mean, you probably oh. don't have anything but Comcast as your option. That's uh, true. Like in my neighborhood, it's Spectrum or Spectrum. That's those <laughs> are my choices. <laughs> and, and that's Chris's scenario: Comcast or Comcast or nothing, which pretty much is the same thing. Um, yeah. So, and that's so, very true. He's he can't even get like an AT and T DSL or anything. They don't offer it. It's not available. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, if it's coming more and more, there's no such thing. Eric, if you don't mind, let me ask you to hold just a couple of minutes. We'll take a quick break and come right back. We're talking with Eric Griffith, the features editor for PCMag.com. Much more to come as Into Tomorrow continues. Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. Again, that's 800-296-1440. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Perhaps a fun into tomorrow tech fun fact for you. (laughs) People who post their fitness routine to Facebook are more likely to have psychological problems. And that's why I never post my my, uh, fitness routine. That's because you don't have a fitness routine. But I would say those that do, think about that. Now, this is just facts that we have garnered from various and sundry sources. So we believe those sources. So be careful. Maybe you want to post an occasional little tidbit or something, but don't be posting your workout all the time. Nobody cares. I have unfriended people that all they ever post is either when they're working out or when they're eating. Yeah. I don't care. Or how about the people that all they ever put up are selfies? Yeah. Enough. I get it. I know what you look like, okay? How about a picture with someone or at some place or to (sighs) selfie? Oh, and it's like a fake walk across the street. You know, you can tell they faked it the way they're trying to do a walk. It's enough already, people. I have a term for those folks. Selfie begins with a WH. You get the idea. Uh Okay. Stop it already. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Can I step down off my uh, soapbox now? Yes. Okay, good. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. 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 Chris. This week in 1846, an artificial leg was patented by B.F. Palmer of Meredith, New Hampshire. <laughs> huh? What? Uh, I 
Yes, it came with music. Yeah, well, you know, and according to the U.S. Patent Office, he got a leg up on all other competition. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> his product, characterized by its smoothly articulated knee, ankle, and toe joints, as well as its elegant and lifelike appearance, was an immediate success. In 1892 this week, the first successful automatic telephone system was introduced in LaPorte, Indiana. Alman Stroger, an undertaker by trade, came up with the idea because the non-automatic system made it possible for his customers' calls to be intercepted by his competitor, who was in a relationship with a telephone operator. Goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> I see. In 1988 this week, the Morris Worm, the first Internet distributed computer worm to gain significant media attention, was launched by Cornell University graduate student Robert Tappan Morris. It resulted in the first conviction in the U.S. under the 1986 Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. No, Pinky. A floppy disk containing the original source code for the worm is housed at the Computer History Museum in Mountain View, California. And this week in 2007, Google unveiled their Android mobile operating system. In September of the following year, the very first Android smartphone was announced, the T-Mobile G1, also known as the HTC Dream. Today, Android dominates the smartphone market with about an 80% market share worldwide. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer electronics and home appliances. For more info, visit ifa-berlin.com. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, how, yeah. how nice is that? That you got you got to love that. Um, Marcus in Bozier City. It is Bozier. Bozier City. Bozier City. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, it's B. Oh, no, yeah. Well, it would be Boo if it was B O O, but it's B O S. No, it's it's yeah. Louisiana. They they pronounce everything differently. Okay. So Marcus in Louisiana <laughs> listens on seven ten Keel. Hey, Marcus. What is the best Android phone for around two hundred bucks? Well, uh, I've got to tell you, Marcus, 200 bucks is a pretty low price point in the world of $1,000-plus flagships, but you actually do have some options. If you're looking for a current phone, so to speak, as opposed to a phone that was released a little bit ago, you can look at something like a Nokia 4.2. Nokia has chosen its place, and rather than trying to compete in the top tier, it's kind of stuck to budget phones and does them surprisingly well. The 4.2 has a dual-lens 13-megapixels camera. I know it's megapixels, but I prefer to always say megapixel because it's more fun. 32-gig uh, of internal storage that can be expanded through an SD card and runs Android One. And, of course, Android One was originally a low-end version of Android targeting emerging markets. But over the years, it was replaced in that role by Android Go. Now One is somewhere between Go and the Android that most of us think of. Um, Android One does have a few great features uh, that add to a phone like this one, mainly stock UI, it can't contain bloatware, um, and guaranteed updates for at least two years and security updates for at least three years. So that's pretty cool, though. If you'd prefer a regular, air quotes, Android, there are some former flagships like the Samsung Galaxy S8 that can be found refurbished for less than 200 bucks. You'll probably not be getting many more updates on a phone like that, though, but they are solid devices otherwise. Now, another good current phone is the Samsung A10e. It has a 3,000 milliamp per hour battery 
and a very nice edge-to-edge screen with thin bezels. Yeah, now, Motorola updated its Budget G series this year uh, with a $250 phone, which lands just above your $200 line. Um, it's still worth mentioning because the newest version includes a three-lens camera and a 5,000 milliamp-hour battery that Motorola says will last you for three days. Wow. So if you don't mind going about $50 over your budget, that one might be worth a look. Yeah, because you can splurge, you know, spend $50 less on, I don't know, groceries or something. <laughs> something you don't really need. <laughs> Who needs right? to eat? Yeah, uh, Pusha, and then end up getting a somewhat better phone. And Motorola does make some decent ones over the years, so that might not be a bad thing. If you don't already, Marcus and everyone else listening, receive our free once-a-week tech newsletter, which is A, full of tech news, go figure. Got some hmm thoughts, things to make you smile and hopefully grin a little bit, maybe even LOL. And uh, some other goodies there, too. Who's on the show this week? What prizes are currently available? All kinds of neat stuff. We also have things like, oh, I don't know, Beth's Tech Tip. Yeah, this week, uh, this Veterans Day, whether you're a vet or not, you can use your tech to learn about, show your support, and check out some cool appreciation for those who have served. There you go. And we tell you about 21 Android apps that contain malware and how you should uninstall them immediately. So we're always trying to protect our audience from all kinds of nonsense. And this is one of those examples. 21 various apps. So be sure to subscribe to the tech newsletter at intotomorrow.com and watch your email for a subsequent confirmation. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. Happy 25th anniversary. I hope you have another 25 years being on the radio. Great show. Well, thank you, Gary. In Plymouth Township, I don't know that it'll be another 25 years. Come on, the the COVID aged me 10 years, I think, in in one month. Uh, At least that's how I feel. But at least a few years, that's the plan. It'd be nice to have some advertisers to keep us on the air. But aside from that, you know, we, we hopefully will stay with you for some time. I'm Dave Graveline. Welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Make knowledge your superpower for managing type 1 diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Mike in Blenheim, Ontario. Blenheim. Blenheim. Okay, thank you. (laughs) So you get to hear these people before I do. So they tell you their name and the city. I have to guess, but you should tell me ahead of time. I should say, Mike is calling from where? 
And you would say, Blenheim, Ontario. Oh, and how does he listen to the show? On AM 800 CKLW, they're the uh, information station. Oh, very good. And how has he happened to be calling in? Uh, this particular call is calling in via the Free Into Tomorrow app. Oh, we love that. Thanks, Mike. Hey. Hey, Dave. Just want to say congratulations on 25 years. And you mentioned uh, favorites and dislikes. I have to say one of my favorite gadgets was a mini disc player. But at the same time, I also kind of hated it because it was hard to get any mini discs out there. Yeah. I had to record my own music off the radio. Also, have to point out, if it wasn't for the Palm Pilot, I don't think we'd have the mobile phones we have today. Congratulations on 25 years. Well, thank you very much, Mike. But you know what? I love the mini disc as well. But he's absolutely right. It was so hard to find discs. Yeah, well, we used them uh, for as backup recordings on our remote broadcasts for years. Yes, because they were small. They were convenient. <laughs> In fact, didn't we also sometimes play our commercial breaks from a mini disc that we would pre-prepare before leaving, and then we'd go out when we were live, live, because we had to insert the commercials and everything as we went. And I think we were using mini discs to do that most, most yeah. of the time. I was I was busy yakking with guests, but you guys were doing the behind-the-scenes stuff. But yeah, I remember mini discs with commercial breaks. Yeah, we had portable DAT players or DAT recorders that we were recording the show to as we were broadcasting live. Yeah, because we have to have yeah. our archives. And we, stuff. Actually, we actually played our commercials from a mini disc and a CD simultaneously because we had issues with them going out, so we had to be able to switch to one automatically real quick you know, wow. if we had to because that's how you know, reliable they were. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also right about the Palm Pilot, which later could only become the Palm yeah, because the pilot pen company sued them. Oh, it was a bunch of mess. And all the you know flight attendants for so many years that even after this said, make sure you turn off your Palm Pilots. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody has a Palm Pilot anymore. Anyway, join us at intotomorrow.com.